What's going on, guys? Andrew here with another episode of The Interested Eater. I am trying to quickly get this episode out to you guys. So if I sound a little rushed, it's because I'm literally recording on my drive-in to work from my iPhone. Uh, I have a little bit of a better microphone that I use for recording here. So I don't know if you hear cars or anything going on in the background. But yeah, I'm literally driving and uh, recording this intro and the outro. My interview today for this episode is with Frank and Itachai, who handle the operations for Dochi Donuts in Orlando. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Dochi is, uh, Dochi specializes in making mochi donuts. And if you're still wondering what mochi is, Frank explains it a little bit in more detail and a lot better than I ever could. But they have a location in Orlando and Seattle and they're looking to grow and expand and I love the concept so I reached out to them and asked them for a little bit of time to chat. Um, it's about a 30 minute interview and we get into the history, the business, but then also understanding just how popular mochi is overseas and what caused that inspiration to bring it over here to the U.S. Um, other than that, guys, I hope you guys enjoy it. If you're not already subscribed, you can subscribe to me on iTunes and Spotify. If you do have some time and you haven't already as well, please rate and review the podcast. I am looking for more feedback to make sure I can make this the best possible food podcast around. So without further ado, here's my chat with Frank and Itachai of Dochi. What's going on, guys? Nothing much. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I am joined by uh, Frank and Itachai. They are the operations manager and manager, respectively, of Dochi uh, here in Orlando. There's also location in Seattle. And then where else? Um, looking at, I think the owners are looking at uh, Denver next, and possibly uh, spreading throughout Florida and Seattle as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I want to start with you, Frank, because um, it, you kind of helped start this off the ground with uh, your business partner, Jason, uh, who you mentioned was also in Seattle right now. Uh, so tell me about the story. Tell me how this all came to be and, and how we got to where we're at now. Yeah. Um, well, me and Jason knew each other for a pretty long time and we grew up with each other from uh, church and uh, me living down south and him kind of traveling throughout Seattle and uh, working for JetBlue. He got to, to go overseas a lot and um, came to me with the idea of maybe we should bring a, a different concept of a donut to Orlando, which is one of the most popular places to visit. Hmm. And uh, I thought the idea was great. And uh, coming from the beginning, he came to me with uh, ideas and sketches of how this would become something more of a reality. And me and him work well, really well with each other. so. We started with the name, then and then he focused on the branding while I focused on the cooking, and uh, which which was really really a great idea, and um, I think that's where it all started. Mm -hmm. J Jason does very well with the, the branding, and I helped him out along with the cooking, and then uh, once we got Orlando to kind of where we would like it to be, he uh, took it a little step further, and uh, brought it to Seattle, which is doing very well up there. And uh, our idea of that is to spread throughout the U.S. as much as we can. What were you doing before this? Um, I was in the military before, and then I went to college. Okay. And then uh, we just started working, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Any work in food? Uh, not too much. Maybe like fun bakery at home and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, not, not much, yeah. Okay. Just a little bit. So, I, obviously, 
those of you who are listening, especially those who live in Orlando, they're, they are, they know what dochi is. It's uh, mochi donuts. Can you explain briefly what mochi is and then also what that scene was like that Jason was noticing overseas? Yeah, so uh, mochi donut is actually, um, it's a donut, but instead of using flour, we used uh, rice flour. So it gives it a nice, uh, chewier, airy texture. It's not gluten-free, which is a common question to ask because we do use uh, some ingredients that contain wheat Mm -hmm. to make sure that actual donut. But uh, Jason came with the idea from uh, working at JetBlue, he traveled and he tried the mochi donut overseas and he just, when he tasted it, it was amazing. I think he tried ringing a box back, but by the time we got anywhere close, the box was gone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so he wanted to share his his idea of the company and businesses to share that same experience with everybody else, and um, and I think that's where he got the idea of brand, the the strong point of branding. Okay. And you guys have been around for how long now? Oh, it actually just hit a year. Year. One year in January. Okay. I think one of the things that I'm particularly interested in: how did you come to find this spot? here East End Market. Oh wow, yeah. Um, I was uh, living in Orlando for a little bit and uh, we thought about launching it up here and I told Jason about this uh, food market because I've been to East End Market before and I think it's actually, uh, I love the East End Market. Mm-hmm. That was a great place. I think it was one, probably the first food hall that I can remember in Orlando. And um, we reached, or I reached out to them to, to see how they'll feel about us trying it. and. Jessica, which is the kitchen manager, gave me a, um, she set up a meeting and gave me a chance to explain it a little bit. And I think that's like, that was our first meeting. And it was, actually it was great. Uh, she loved the idea. She wanted to bring the idea to the table with his, with John Reif and a couple other colleagues. And they liked the idea and they actually gave us a chance. And it was actually very hard because we, we've tried multiple chances somewhere else and we've got shot down mm-hmm. or people didn't like the idea or they, they, they didn't believe in it at all either. But for them to actually take the chance with us and let us kind of start a business and possibly grow it from there, which was amazing, so. What's that process like? Um, as far, I mean, is it like, is it like a business pitch? Is, are we talking like a Shark Tank episode here? Like, what does that look like? Uh, I would say not too much of a Shark Tank. Jessica is a, is a stern woman. <laughs> but uh, if she likes the idea and she likes what she sees in the person as well, then she will do whatever they can. To, her and her team will do whatever they can to to push you as much as they as you can as well for the business. So if they they'll believe in you, if they believe in you, they'll push you further. Okay. So uh, yeah, great on them. I think I don't think we could uh, say how much how thankful we are for that. Yeah. Like it, looking back, it's kind of um, oof. We went through a little struggle with that. Not with them, but with prior. But for them just not knowing us, not knowing our background, us not being chefs, bakers, or anything like that, and, and they give us that chance. And now we have, we have a place that we call home upstairs. Yeah. You've got some great places around there too. You know, I've talked to um, Steve down there with uh, Gideon's, and then uh, I know Hinkley's is, is right across from them too, so there's a lot of places that are on the up and up. And food halls are kind of a big deal. So. Um, I know that that's been growing a lot in the past couple of years. Talk me through since this location or since that first initial start in that year, what did that growth look like? How did Jason find his spots in Seattle and then um, anywhere else that you guys are looking at right now? So with uh, Jason, he's so strong in uh, social media branding. So while he focused on that and I was cooking and we, st- we launched off in January as well last year, 
and I think the the first event the line was just wrapped around the building yeah uh, we were very overwhelmed starting with like a, a tiny fryer so we were just trying to play catch up the whole time I think it was a team of three total so how did you get the people in the line was it social media posts was it what was it was it Instagram Facebook what, what did it, it look like um, Jason worked on the the media which was I, I believe Facebook and Instagram okay. and a little bit of Twitter back then but just his marketing he, he, he's a, he has a background in hospitality management mm -hmm. and it's just like uh, we both work very well with people but Jason just has this keen eye to everything like he, he can make something dull look amazing you know so mm -hmm. so for him to be behind that it, it worked out very well yeah. so uh, just a hype you know of building everything okay and then from there obviously the growth happened can you kind of explain for me what that difference is when it comes to like taste a, a donut versus a mochi donut uh, uh, I, well first we can start with the shape which is a pond and ring yep. it's made into uh, eight connected balls and uh, you can share them amongst everybody so just taking one donut and sharing it with three people mm -hmm. instead of just taking a bite and nobody else wants to take that second bite off of that um, by going to our flavors that um, we, we take our we take our time and Itachai here actually uh, helped out a lot with that as well we're going back to making everything from scratch so we have those unique flavors of them like the marshmallow or the the s'mores or you know the anything like that amongst the um, just there's more more to come to the creme brulee but uh yeah working taking a step back to looking at all the flavors that's how we try to different ourselves as well is there any significance behind the 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 rings that the eight is that taken from overseas or did you kind of go through a creative process and made it your own way inspired by overseas okay. but then there's a certain technique for it too as well just to get it right because we're, we're very big on quality control mm -hmm. so like if that that pond ring doesn't come out right then you know we put that to the side yeah real quick i did want to talk about you had mentioned um potentially looking in Denver as well. Why Denver? You know, I can I can see Orlando growth, Seattle. You've got a lot of big names, big companies and whatnot. But why Denver? Uh, Jason has some family there, and uh, I think we we visit there a couple of times just personally, and it's just a great place as well. And we feel like uh, Denver might be just the next step there. Just a, it's just an amazing spot, and we want to share the experience there as well. California is always an idea as well too, but. Um, it's just tough in California. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, more expensive yeah, too. Yeah, very more expensive. Which Jason's kind of getting like used to a little bit because Seattle is not that f their 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 uh, cost of living is just as close as, as California. So yeah, anything that kind of opens up a little bit, but we want to kind of be involved in everything and in, mm -hmm. in, in all the stores. Mm -hmm. Where Jason likes to be involved in everything, you know, we just manage and help out. Yeah, is the goal to eventually have a standalone location here in Orlando? What or or are you? content happy with where it's at right now well, the, the the goal is always to have a standalone building okay. just, we're just looking for the right location so we're taking our time and uh, I mean ideally Mills is amazing mm -hmm. if, if we could go around there somewhere but Mills doesn't have that much parking as well yeah so, but we would love to be join Mills there the Mills district okay if possible. Okay. I'll probably ask you as well kind of like what a day in the life is like but one of those notions I get with operating whether it's Donuts, bagels, coffee is early risers, and then you know you kind of go about the rest of your day, almost like 
I would almost say like a farmer or something like yeah. that if it's a weird thing to compare to. But what does that day start like for the crew? Like what time are they getting in? And then you guys wrap up kind of earlier compared to obviously most restaurants. Correct. Um, we're still feeling the market, um, but our day starts around 6 a.m. Yeah. And the, the fryer will start. Then we have the toppers come in about 8 to 9, 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. And uh, they start setting up. And then, so the donuts have to, every, we cook the donuts fresh daily. So no donuts is uh, from a day old or anything like that. So all the donuts that are served that day are cooked that day as well. So we start cooking around like six to seven o'clock, mm -hmm. and then um, they're topped throughout the hours of uh, between eight and 11 a.m. Yeah. until served. And then uh, we try to get everybody out of the kitchen and then everything's upstairs to start, to yeah. start serving. I'd be curious on your take, um, now being in this for a little over a year now, it's a weird, this is how my weird brain operates too, but I've thought of donuts as like, that's the one thing that has broken the mold of like the difference between a child's palate and an adult palate. Because I know plenty of adults who are like, I've never, I haven't had a cupcake in two years. I haven't had ice cream in a year. But yet, it's, you'll always see donuts at an office. You'll always see families enjoying them on the weekend, especially on like a Sunday after church or something like that. Why do you think it is that like donuts are that thing that, has has like seamlessly transitioned from childhood to adulthood yeah. and everyone likes it uh, yeah that, that's how i think it's just like the american when you think in america you think of a donut you know yeah so like the the dessert that is just everlasting it's just that and that's what we or jason seen as a the the brand of a donut the yeah. mochi donut like if if you have a an, a regular donut why can't the mochi donut become the next thing as well yeah, because in uh, in Asia, it's it's mainly mochi donuts over there. Mm -hmm. So, wh what what is stopping us from evolving into that as well, or having even both? Yeah, yeah, so. cool. Uh, guys, we're sharing a couple mics, so we're kind of passing the buck from one person to the next. So, um, I'm now passing the mic over to Itchai, who is handling a lot of the operations and whatnot. Can you talk about your role, what it is you're doing, and then also, I guess maybe start things off with, how'd you get involved with this? How'd you come to join the team? Uh, I came to join the team because I was actually working at Tomu. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they're a good company. I love them. But... Frank, uh, he had an opening, so I went for it. Because I was actually thinking about doing my own pop-up, so I wanted to learn from him, learn how... A donut pop-up or something else? Something else. Okay. And we decided to do our, our thing together. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's how we came to be. <laughs> yeah. So how'd you, how'd you start off with Dochi? How have you grown, and like, what are you doing now? Uh, I started off as Fry. Make sure, yeah, I didn't have no mess ups really. Mm -hmm. All the time, quality control, everything came out almost perfect. So, and then that's how everything grew. A uh, few things happened in the kitchen. I took o I took over command because he had to go out. So that's how I became the kitchen manager because I was already helping out in the kitchen, mm -hmm. regardless. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so. Uh, you had mentioned Domo before. For those who aren't li who are listening, who have no idea what we're talking about, Domo is literally right next door to Dochi. Um, it's a uh, they're growing pretty quickly too because they just started Tori Tori too, and they're they're kind of blowing up in the area. They have Dr. Phillips now. Yeah, and they're in Dr. Phillips too. That's right. Um, so they're definitely growing here in the Central Florida area. Were you doing anything in the kitchen prior to that? 
Uh, yeah, I, I worked in a few restaurants in the back. Okay. I did front of house and back of house. Mm-hmm. Some restaurants I did all at once. <laughs> Culinary school, hospitality, anything like that? Uh, in high school and some college, I did uh, some culinary. Okay, okay. Did you did you want to go back and do anything like that? Yeah, that's okay. why I, I actually wanted to go back to college and finish out, uh, try to get hospitality and culinary degree. Mm-hmm. Always makes sense. Always makes sense. So, um, talk me through a day. Talk me through a day is you know handling those operations. What does that look like? What when are you getting in? And what is what does the start look like? The middle and the end. Uh, I get in around eight, eight thirty. Uh, first, I come out, uh, check out how the fry is doing, see how the shapes are. Mm-hmm. If they're good, then I just leave them alone until I see them come to the back where the toppers are. Then I would pick them out and see how the toppers. Everything has to be look nice, mm-hmm. <laughs> uniform. Uh, so quality control in the morning. And then you guys open up at 11? Okay. It's mainly quality control most of the time. Because mm-hmm. sometimes the girls do forget a few things, so better make sure they're on top of it. Yeah. Make sure they don't, like, just blast it. Yeah. <laughs> blast the donut. Of course. But, yeah. And then I go upstairs after the kitchen's closed and help out upstairs. Girls need a break. Give them a break. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I don't have a lot of cooking experience itself, nothing really from the professional standpoint. So did you make donuts ever prior to this? Homemade donuts, yeah. Homemade? How'd that go? <laughs> uh, they're all right. Okay. So how, how long did it take you to kind of get used to the setup, the system, operating it? I would say a day or two. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We simplified the, the, the method so it could be like yeah, we just you could be done anywhere now. That's why Denver or or more of a Seattle, more Florida, mm-hmm. or California would be easier to uh, to push. But I think kind of Itachai discredits himself a little bit. I think when we found when he reached out to us and he started with us, it just I think from the get go we kind of clicked. Well, we started him at Fry, which is where one of the most important jobs is, mm-hmm. uh, which is like he said, the shape of the donut. It starts there, so keeping an eye on oil level, temperature, shape, and just time. T- time is very crucial there too. So when we saw him kind of take over and you, we, we left him alone, we didn't need to tell him like what to do or how to do it. He was just always on top of things. So going from there, and then we did hit a, a little roadblock one time and we came back and he found the solution. He stepped forward and figured out the solution. Awesome. With the girls, I mean, everybody there t- plays a crucial role in, in finishing having a finished product by 11 a.m but uh he stepped up and we saw that in him and we offered him a little bit bigger of a role and he's doing great awesome Uh, quality control uh kitchen management just everything so uh, i think he's doing a great job down there as well yeah you kind of i think talking with enough people when they're in the kitchen too you're taking on so many roles you're also like hr your finance your accounting like you're wearing all these hats and just making sure it's a smooth operating machine um you don't have to give your secrets but when you're operating with this dough is it cooked differently like is it a higher temperature is it a lower temperature like is it is it treated differently than if it's a regular dough when it comes to how it's cooked 
It is. Okay. Um, not much we could say about it because <laughs> we, we considered it it's a secret. Understand, understand. <laughs> but, you're you're uh, kind of the, you know, the, the goat. Timing, yeah. Yeah. It, it is very different. It cooks a little faster. Yeah. So okay. sometimes it's not always consistent. Sometimes one's just going to be cooked a little bit faster than the other. Uh, well, or we, is it pretty uniform now at this point? It's uniform now at this point. Okay. Lear, lear, Learning-wise before, then it wouldn't be. Or, I mean, we, we, we just had to adjust. But mm -hmm. um, <coughs> different methods and stuff that we learned throughout the year mm -hmm. makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Either of you guys can answer it, but I would love to know the creative process. I want to know how these flavors come about because you're not seeing things like ube. You're not seeing things like taro and green tea and all these other great flavors that you've done. So what's that thought process like and um, how does it go from an idea to actually on the menu and being able to sell to people? Well, I think while we're, while we're in the kitchen, that's where our mind works best. So while we're working there, in the, I mean, recently, Itachai would just come up with a great idea. And, it, and we're like, yo, let's just try it. Mm -hmm. So I guess like sometimes he'll come up with an idea and I'll just run and grab the ingredients because, of course, he's the, he's the manager in there, so he could, he could control everything while I'm gone. What's one that's really worked for you that you came up with? The, mm -hmm. the, marsh, the recent oh, yeah, the marshmallow. Yeah, so marshmallow. He, he's actually, um, he's the one that came up with the idea and how to make it, which, which is the marshmallow topping. Uh, we recently did it with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, mm. and I think we used it with the Rice Krispies and... Um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch so far. Yeah, Rice Krispies, right? That's about it. Um, we have another one, you could tell them, is the, the banana. Oh, yeah. It, the dough is going to be uh, like a banana funfetti cool. taste. And, uh, it's pretty good. Drizzled mm -hmm. fudge, almost like a sundae. Yeah. Uh, sundae. We're thinking about oh, what toppings to put on, on top of it, but... Mm. We're waiting for Hitachi here to get his knee right. I feel like too with like donuts, what you guys are going for also is almost in a way that like savory element, like you're kind of that umami sense of it's it's capturing all the taste buds, it's capturing that imagination. And I feel like there's only so many desserts that can do so, but I wouldn't even really consider donuts to be dessert. Um, but I feel like it's like donuts and ice cream. So was that also kind of the intention to bring those flavors over and be that, I don't know if you want to say lab rat, but someone who's introducing that to people and saying, listen, this can be put in a donut. We're going to show you it, it tastes awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just in our kitchen, we, we let anybody have what, what was that? Uh, freedom, just freedom to create. Yeah. Just anything that... You could think of it. Even the workers, some of the some of the workers have thought of flavors too, and we tried it. I think we're looking at a Rocky Road, which oh, yeah. one of the girls brought up, and we just think it's amazing. Yeah, well, we we want to share share that with everybody. So if we can make it right, mm -hmm. <laughs> not just throw a bunch of stuff on there, but make it taste taste right. And uh, you know. how many uh, options did you start out with? Oh, uh, so when we first started, it was four flavors, but we did have about ten. 10 total flavors, but that we would rotate every week to make it kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. Now uh, we moved on to five flavors, mm -hmm. and we do have over 16 flavors that so just kind of rotate in and out, and the favorites kind of stay in there. Yeah. Any add-ons that you're looking to kind of incorporate in the menu? You know, obviously coffee and donuts is pretty synonymous with each other. Anything you're looking for? Well, we have a... Uh, we're renovating the shop upstairs at East End Market right now, and um, I guess it's really on the... I guess it's really a secret. <laughs> That's fine. But um, no, we could share it on the on the broadcast that um, there will be drinks available soon, very soon. 
Yeah. So uh, we keep on the lookout. I think we have very exciting news to uh, share with everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's pretty exciting that we want to do. Yeah. yeah. How have you felt the Orlando market has been? Like, I feel that it's underrated when it comes to its food scene. I think there's a lot of great options. You have a lot of people who are coming in here because I'd say other than maybe like New York and Vegas, you have the most tourists, if not more than them. I, I really haven't kept track of those numbers, but the locals too seem to stay very loyal to the food scene and they're very actively involved. So what's been both your guys' takes on that food scene? Oh, they've, they've been great. I think um, Orlando actually last year was the most visited spot in the U.S. Uh, it was an article I read, but um, they've been very, very welcoming. Um, and you're right. I think it is very underrated. Mm -hmm. but we have all types of cultures here. But we have like uh, I've eaten Caribbean food to Laos food to Vietnamese food to um, just tacos, burgers, everything. Um, and it's very unique and very welcoming. That and that's why we chose Orlando to start, mm -hmm. or Jason chose it to to do the mochi donut here. Um, and just say yeah, we see the same faces, same same foodies, same bloggers. They're all just so so. Um, uh, what is it called? They just, they always push for better for us, too. They yeah. give us ideas. They send us ideas. We're personal friends with some of them. Um, and just, yeah, very welcoming. And how do you yeah. feel about that? Uh, yeah, everything is pretty underrated. But food places keep popping up more and more in Orlando. Can never stop them. It doesn't. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where, well... When we met, when we met Itachai, um, he we're we're pressing for him to start his own thing. Mm -hmm. Like this is his idea that he came up with that he wanted to do a pop up, and exactly why? Because he wants to bring something different to Orlando as well. Yeah. So uh, I think yeah, just going off your your personal personal life too. You wanted yeah. to start something here. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's what we're hoping too. Not only is he helping us, but we want to help him as well too to push for his own his own dreams as well. Mm-hmm. Talking about that support system too, I know that one of the reasons why we're able to get this set up is um, through some connections, but you guys recently had that collaboration with Kwame with um, Chicken Fire, which seemed to go very well, I think, on both sides for you guys, and now he's doing his thing. Um, now he's got a, a standalone location within the, um, whatchamacallit? A la carte. A la carte, yep. Uh, and I only wish you the best, Kwame. But, um, what was that like? How did that come to be? Who approached who? And who was the mad genius who came up with this idea that donuts and hot chicken can somehow work together? We haven't, um, so I was just messing around with the Instagram one day and uh, I ran into Kwame's page. I think he had one picture. But, uh, <laughs> I was like, dang, this thing's look good. <laughs> yeah. And I followed him and uh, he actually reached out. Uh, it's, he has a funny story on his side too, but he reached out and uh, we. I think it was all, it's almost the end of the year, and we haven't collaborated with anybody. Mm -hmm. Oh, we collaborated with Lineage with, with some of our uh, with our icing as well, which is which has been amazing feedback. But um, we didn't get to really collaborate with anybody yet. And um, Kwame reached out, and I think he was an upcoming small business as well. So why not why not just kind of like pass pass the help that when somebody helped us, we want to help somebody as well. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he needed the help to be honest. He had it. everybody just loves his product. Mm -hmm. and, uh, we just help. We just kind of give him a little a hand on that side. Um, he reached out and we did. Uh, I think Jessica allowed him to do a pop up on the side, and uh, we we just gave him the donuts and he did the rest. Just, yeah. it, he actually well he did the rest. he gave us free lunch too. <laughs>
There you go. I think it was great. Um, he's an amazing guy. Um, and anybody gets to meet him, it's like a, it'll be great soon. And I think he's actually onto a, another, a bigger truck now. Yeah. And they, uh, he gets it this week, I believe. And uh, I think in the near future, we're going to do another collab at a la carte with him. That's awesome. As long as it's okay with uh, a la carte. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was there any hesitancy towards that? You know, I know that when you're dealing with food and, and kitchens and whatnot, sometimes that mentality of too many chiefs, not enough Indians, where you might be dealing with, no, I want it to go this way. So what was that collaboration process like? Uh, not too bad. We're, we're really, me and Edichai are very open-minded. As long okay. as someone's not pushy and you can kind of get, get up, well, when you meet somebody, you kind of get the vibe already right off. Oh, yeah. Like if they're going to be a pushy person, you don't want to do this. But Kwame just has that that aura around him. I don't know. It's just He's just very easy to work with. He, yeah. he was easy, we're easy, and it just fell right in. Like uh, we just we we provided him with the the dochis, mm-hmm. and he made it into the sandwich. And we gave him a little couple ideas of how, how to make it more presentable. But he he's done the work. And then to be honest, um, the foodies around Orlando made it even better because of their pictures. I think they have better pictures than all, all of us on our own Instagram. Yeah. Or we reshare their pictures because they just they have that creative mind. Yeah, I was telling Kwame too. I think during our chat, I was like, I think I just need to post pictures of hot chicken in order to get followers because that yeah. seems to be the only way to get it done where yeah, he was just kind of developing this concept here I'll put it in and then all these people were like oh my gosh this is the thing so he started that buzz right from the get-go yeah. and uh, that was awesome to see and I know I know you guys also hit the ground running too yeah. so um, what advice do you have uh, either of you can step in here but what advice do you have for those who have that idea they want to get it started and you know, what is it that they need to do? You know, more often than not, I always hear like, just do it. But any like concrete advice you can give them as far as, you know, how to get that off the ground running? Because right now it seems like there's so many hurdles. A lot of them seem to be internal. You know, I'm gonna get negative feedback. Maybe my food's not good. Oh, it's gonna cost so much money. I'm already in debt. What's that advice? All I can say is take the negative feedback and let it grow. Like me, I like having negative feedback so I know what I'm doing wrong and I could fix that easily but best thing is social media and a good spot you can stay at Mm -hmm. like here East End is a great spot so much foot traffic going back and forth back and forth everyone comes in grab something but they see us see our sign or something they go up and see us see like oh I didn't know you guys were here and yeah that's how things get going yeah because i mean you know there's so many hole-in-the-wall places not just here in orlando but just around the country that just operate off of that way and you can't just put all your chips in one bag and saying oh if guy fieri comes into town or whatever it's going to be that that that's what's going to work for me that i don't think that that that's how it operates anymore but i think too to your point it's that relationship building and and i know plenty of um, thomas with pig floyd's he mentions all the time he tries to get back if there is anything less than five stars he will try to get back to them within 30 minutes on Yelp yeah. right away yeah. so are you are you guys active on that any anything you guys are looking to do more of from those new technologies relatively new technologies in the world of food yeah I think we'd like to be more involved with Yelp and uh, now this year that we're kind of having more of a of a home mm-hmm. and like a set spot and we could reach out and do more like charity and volunteer work too as well and they expand out throughout Orlando uh, our, our main focus is just the experience of the customers so mm-hmm. if we can make that experience a little bit better yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll try to focus on that because before we started off at a table then I think we were in the hallway for a little bit 
and then uh, now you, there's a, a little storefront that people could kind of feel a little bit more more of how the experience should be awesome yeah. awesome well I give this opportunity obviously for you guys to uh, plug the business where can we find Dochi um, not just in person social media oh yeah so right now we're at East End Market uh, upstairs it's kind of a little hidden but if you get upstairs it's a beautiful view <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to go through the elevator or the stairs or there's a mirror on the wall that will point you right up there mm-hmm. um, and then in Seattle we're right in the um, in, right across from the stadium in, in Seattle in uh, Wajimaya Market, and uh, I think it's a beautiful spot as well to, to check out if you can. And um, on the horizon will be a South Center Mall in Seattle, mm-hmm. or not South Center Mall, but down in the South Center area, and that, that's where uh, I think Jason's uh, other location will be. And um, hopefully Denver, California, and looking at South Florida, maybe back to Lake Nona. Yeah, we were in Lake Nona as well, which uh, yeah, they were very very. Um, Accommodating to us over there as well. We yeah. forgot to talk about that a little bit, but yeah, Lake Nona is a wonderful area. It is very family oriented and uh, a great part, a great place. Boxy Park. Yeah. Boxy Park is awesome. Very I nice. can't stop raving about that place. The concept itself is cool. I'm just, I'm on. I, I, I absolutely love food halls. I love the concept of them, yeah. and, and to see that, that that's working. So, and then um, you guys, just in perspective. So if anyone's traveling here, um, you guys are. Would you say northeast of downtown Orlando? Yeah, I would say Give about take. these, yeah. yeah. I think those who are locals, we kind of just like, yeah. we, we already know where places are, but if anyone wants to make the trek up, I mean, we're not terribly far also from the airport or anything of that sort, no, no. but I always tell people to, you know, there's more than just the theme parks, and I, I, I would have to say that Disney Springs and City Walk, they're definitely stepping up when it comes to their cuisine, but there's some really good stuff if you drive up a little bit Absolutely. further. Yeah. And then social media, is it at dochi.fl correct okay and then obviously you guys have a couple accounts so yes but the but the fl one and the seattle one those are the two most active of the of them yes awesome cool and uh, i mean well even not not even just us but at the market it's, it's an experience here as well mm-hmm. i mean there's there's beer downstairs there's the, the bread company lineage which is a, a great um orlando-based coffee spot a domo Mm-hmm. Which uh, I think this yeah this is the first location don't yeah. which spread throughout Jacksonville and I think another side of Dr. Phillips, uh, you have the juice the juice spot and then uh, farmhouse which is for breakfast it just yeah. there's more more than just donuts here yeah and I think everybody uh, yeah it's great awesome yeah. anything else you want to talk about anything upcoming that's exciting or. Yeah, not right now just kind of wait the, yeah the wait wait for the drinks wait and see <laughs> awesome thanks guys new flavors yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. As always, you can follow me on social media, both Instagram and Twitter, at Interested Eater. I definitely need to get a lot more active on Twitter. I think that's one of my New Year resolutions with the podcast. I have some great interviews. I'm currently working on getting set up right now. Just have to iron out our schedules to uh, make it work. Other than that, you guys have a great weekend. Have a great rest of the day.